Animade, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed anime expert, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm anime casual fan, Nick Weiger. Uh, and I, I, I would say I'm anime noob, Matt. Hello, everyone. So this is our first episode of the show. And yes. um, I, the first thing I want to ask you guys uh, is a, li- a little bit of baseline here. Because I, I looked up my boom, anime boom, list. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Oh, I see. No matter no matter how much this means to me, it's still you guys <laughs> that I'm. You can also call some gun. Baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. I've been stressed out about this for forty eight hours. Ladies and gentlemen, flee from the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> What? Bassist, I get it. (laughs) Kind of get a little funk on it. Great book. I like this book a lot. I haven't read it. He wrote it and narrates it. Yeah, I should check it out. Uh, I'm not. I'm not emphatically sorry, Heather. Very sorry. I'm not. Just no. It's fine. I'm just not even like. What's the point? What's the point of prepping? I said the word baseline, and for about thirty seconds, I wanted to die. So. Oh my god. <laughs> I was I was just relaying that around the year 2013 I stopped uh updating my anime list, but I looked mm. I looked it up today. Mm-hmm. And as of 2013, I had watched 234 series of anime. Wow, okay. that's a lot. It's <laughs> a substantial amount. Would you say and- that that during that time, you watched little else, or did you watch like other content as well? Well, so since, well, I want to, I want to talk. Yeah. I, I guess I've got a question for everyone, which mm-hmm. is, how were you introduced to anime? And I'll go first. Which is that um, there was a blockbuster near my house that had a ja- Japanimation section. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when I, I was a kid, uh, and being a young. Uh, a young queer person in the closet and scared to death that people would know that I was gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a, an anime called project Echo, which was about three girls in love. And I was like, nobody will know that I'm watching a show that's about being queer. If I, if it's couched in this insane alien animation style. Yeah. And that was the very first anime that I ever rented was project Echo. I showed it to my friend in high school, and uh, she was like, what the fuck is this? What is this? And I'm like, I know, it's so crazy, right? So fu- It's so weird. Yeah. We can stop watching it. Um, but even though my entryway was sort of like my own secret identity, uh, the next many years of my life, uh, I've watched anime basically one episode every morning with coffee ever since. Wow. Really? I didn't know that about you. Yeah, every morning. You you rise and grind and watch anime? Yeah. Like immediate, like for, like you're just like right away, you're like, I'm going to put on an anime. Yeah. So like for the last year, wow. every day I've been watching one episode of Gundam because mm-hmm. I wanted to catch up on Gundam having, you know, everybody knows what Gundam is. It's a big, one of the big, big properties. It's like one of the, the Star Wars of anime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a daunting task right. to take on Gundam because there are so many shows. It's basically been on air since 1977 or 79, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I wanted to see it. So I have been going in universe chronological order one episode a day since the beginning of 2021, roughly. Wow. Um, And that's been what I've watched this year. What percentage of the series are you in? Like how far in have you gone? I mean, like I've watched, okay. The shows that I've watched are uh, Gundam The Origins, um, Mobile Suit Gundam, which is the Mm -hmm. original show, uh, Mobile Suit 08th MS Team, Mm -hmm. uh, Stardust Memory, uh, MS Igloo, Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt, Oh man, there's one other one. So I've watched seven series. Okay, mm-hmm. and and how many episodes per series? That's just um, something I'm not familiar with. Well, it varies. So uh-huh. like in in theory, an old full season was uh, 52 episodes. Okay, was like a full year of anime. Uh, but then they sort of truncated those things, and it it dropped down to like 26 episodes per series, which is what uh, our first show is. It's 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately, they've been doing limited, like limited series. So it'll be 13 episodes per season um, as, you know, sort of universally all content is being s- like squeezed of every single yes. cent. Right. Uh, so I'm, I don't know what the writers unions rules are in Japan, but I imagine that like you pay Probably everybody less. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, yeah, I guess I guess Nick knows. <laughs> no, I, I just, I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, the labor conditions are not the best there, and and mm. you know certainly in video games, and I'd assume in animation. Um, it's uh yeah, that's a uh, that's wild. That's I knew I know you're an intense anime fan and a very knowledgeable one, but I guess I just didn't realize specifically that that's how rigorous you were. That it was yeah. like a daily ritual for you. Yeah, it's um. And that I, I I guess I would have to modify that and say that daily ritual didn't really start robustly until like 2002 or 2003 mm-hmm. because um, that was when I started being able to download anime. Mm, like right. I would exhaust the collection at any nearby rental store and then be like waiting patiently for something else to come out or with... Uh, with some shows, I would buy the tapes as they were released and then the DVDs as they were released. Um, but it wasn't until LimeWire or any of that shit came out that I was able to like stream anime. I would also, I'd go to conventions. This is not in 1999. I went to a, a Los Angeles comic book convention and people just had boxes like cardboard boxes of fan subs. And you would buy an entire series for like 50 bucks. Wow. And so the way that I watched all of the different Sailor Moon shows is I kept going to this comic book uh, uh, convention every month and I'd get an unmarked cardboard box full of cassettes and then watch them one by one. That reminds me of the old days of uh, of pre, uh, you know, everyone had broadband PC gaming and, you know, and where a lot of demos and, and shareware games uh, were not distributed, were distributed physically. So I remember going to like shows. They were like gun shows, but for PCs. We go to computer. Yeah. I go to computer shows with my dad and they just have like, you know, whatever. That's that's like where I got Wolfenstein 3D. Like I bought like three and a half inch discs in cash from like some vendor who'd like, you know, set up a booth in Orange County. It's a uh, it, yeah, it was a it was a, a weird, interesting time. <laughs> 
The the very first anime expo I went to was 1997, and my parents dropped me off. Wow. And it was in the basement of a hotel out here. Like, it was, they, like, yeah. near the airport. What? Your parents were, like, embarrassed, like, like oh, don't, let a, don't let other parents see us dropping you off at an anime convention. <laughs> Showed up in disguise. I was yeah. easily, I mean, like, I was easily the youngest person there also. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Because, yeah. like... Nobody, nobody cared about this stuff yet. So it was a bunch of like dudes in their twenties, a few women, no cosplayers that I can remember. Um, and I still have my little pin because I was like, "Oh man, I, I, this pin says anime on it." Yeah, and that in, well, in by itself was huge. I was like, "This word, I've seen it on a, on a on a piece of material now." Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is huge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anime is so common. And I think a lot of it, honestly, a lot of its penetration in the the U.S. is because of Adult Swim. Like, it's just, just, you know, syndicated shows airing there. And that's people being introduced to them that way. But my intro to to go to your question, my introduction to anime largely corresponded with getting a DVD player, which was, you know, for the first time I kind of had a, like you were you were mentioning that video stores would have a, a an anime section. And mm-hmm. so, like, I got introduced. It was a thing I was interested in because I was like, like, hey, I like video games. I bet I'll, I'll like anime. Um, and uh, and so I just started renting slash collecting, you know, anime in the this was this would have been like, you know, very late 90s, early 2000s. So a lot of my introductions was was series and films of that era. You know, your Ghost in the Shells, uh, Paprika, Metropolis, uh, series wise Cowboy Bebop, which I know is a, is like the it's like saying you like Cowboy Bebop in, in terms of anime is like saying you like Metallica in terms of metal. It's like. Yes, it's like a baseline that everyone likes, but also it's like as played by Cliff Burton, R.I.P. Um, and the and uh, but but like there's a reason it's like a, it's so popular and mainstream is because it's very good and it's very accessible and it's a great entry point. So like yeah, I I, I continue to adore uh, Cowboy Bebop. And uh, and I'd say like I just sort of I like Miyazaki a lot. Again, same sort of thing, same sort of tier of just like a very the the most like hey fucking Disney promoted uh, Miyazaki in 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 North America. So you know it's it's that mainstream, that accessible. Uh, but it's it it's good and I enjoy it. So I, I would say that that like you know it, it's a thing that I. I'll watch anime. I'm I'm certainly not someone who's like constantly consuming series and is is uh very very like up to speed on absolutely every development, but like I like the stuff. It looks cool. And it's uh hey, sometimes it's got some fan service, which we'll talk about. What? In the anime <laughs> sense. <laughs> The anime Ugh. kind of fan service. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. No, about. we we understood uh, what, I mean. what okay, you meant. Okay. I yeah. I didn't, but now I do. Uh, I don't mean like Thor's hammer showing up in the Punisher. I mean like Thor's hammer showing up in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? Like the term used to the term used to mean mean something else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well. <laughs> How about you, Matt? <laughs> I took a cheeky little sip there, Nick Weiger. I saw that. I sure did. Um, for me, I guess I, I've—I mean, I've decidedly seen 
the least amount of anime between the three of us. That's I would say that's for sure. Um, I because even up until like a few years ago, maybe I wouldn't have thought I'd seen any anime. Uh, I would have said I'd seen zero. Um, but I did watch. Um, I mean, obviously, I watched Pokemon. Right. That was but like that. That was going to be my question for you. The two the two animes that I watched had real life things I could do. Right. So like I watched Pokemon. So I collected the Pokemon cards. I like got like toys and stuff and like and played the video games, of course. And then the other one that I watched was Yu-Gi-Oh! And I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! I loved Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, I would like get the cards and then like try to discern the like the rules and like play with my brothers like actual like Yu-Gi-Oh card games and stuff. I wanted the they had a toy version of like that thing that they put on their like wrist that has the cards on it that's like a it like holds the cards uh and, and I wanted that so bad but uh I think my mom sort of like rightly decided that that was just like a bridge too far for me because uh, I would probably warn it everywhere, <laughs> like every single day. Because <laughs> um, I was also like, these guys are like the coolest people I've ever seen. Uh, they, right. they, they they look so cool. Um, but I also then have a memory of, and maybe we can decide if this is an anime or not, but I, wa- I, I have a memory of watching... Uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. That's a Japanese animated movie. I would say that that's anime, right? Um, I watched that. Yeah, I, was... I think that was a that was a Japanese production. Yeah, I yeah. watched that when I was a kid, and I just remember being like, so like, wow, he goes places on his bed. I would love to do that. Also, uh, that seems great. Uh, and I would go see like the I would I think I saw the first three Pokemon movies in the theater, like op- like opening day. I was like so excited to go see those movies. Um, but that's like, that's basically where it stops. I have no like, and it's weird because I, I grew up sort of like knowing about it. Like I knew about Dragon Ball Z uh, when I was a kid. Like friends of mine were like obsessed with Dragon Ball Z, but I just, I don't think I had the channel. Like I didn't have cable when I was a kid. So I was just like, oh, well, I'll just never see this. Um, and then I remember like in middle school and high school, like Naruto became like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also God, that's that when show. I met. What's that? I love that show. Naruto? Yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe we'll watch it. But also I've known as I've tried, I've gotten recommendations from our friend uh, Zig and Ify, uh, Ify Wadiwe is one of my oldest friends and I can't believe I've never watched anime with him being my friend. I probably would have watched a different kind because he's my friend. Uh, mm-hmm. The horny kind is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Some with some fan service. Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes. I would watch fan service anime if uh, you would have You'll learn me. pretty pretty quickly, Apodaca, that all anime is pretty horny. That's what I get. I, I sort of now looking back on what I know about like banned episodes of Pokemon in, 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 in the U.S., uh, that that makes sense to me. Um, but I w- I was like I I I loved. I've watched Pokemon recently. I think maybe even like a year ago. I watched all of like not a year ago. I'm saying that in pre pandemic terms. Uh, I I like a couple of years ago. I watched all of the first series of the Pokemon series and and loved it. It had a great time watching it. Yeah, po- Pokemon's a straight up anime, and it's yeah. really good. And it's um. What do they call those? A power, a level, a power level 
leveling up anime. There's some term for it that I can't think oh. of. It's like Dragon Ball is that way. Pokemon's that way. You just like progressively, slowly, Naruto, slowly getting powers and getting powers right. and getting powers. I The last Pokemon anime content that I saw was the big fight where Ash almost won a gym. And <laughs> it was it was so well animated. It was so gorgeous. And it was just a TV episode. And people were like, he got he got so close to winning a gym. And that show started in the 90s. Yeah. That he hasn't have been, won a gym? One? I would love to watch new one. I have not seen anything new from that series in, in, in so long. It, maybe it'd be wild to jump in now but uh i obviously i have a uh a soft spot for all things pokemon in my heart i did watch that star wars anime on disney plus actually now that i'm thinking about it visions star wars visions yeah i thought star wars visions is pretty cool yeah it's pretty great it's pretty great i mean what nick i was gonna gonna i was gonna i was gonna talk about little nemo real quick Mm because i looked it up and this was a japanese production but there was a lot of a western crew involved oh so yeah, so the the it look it's it's actually like it looks like a, a pretty tortured sort of story in terms of how this thing was came to life. Uh, but it was produced out of uh, Tokyo with this guy Yutaka Fujioka, and he uh, got a bunch of uh, it involved uh, Gary Kurtz as producer. Uh, Ray Bradbury at one point was writing the screenplay. Eventually, Chris Columbus ends up write, uh, co-writing the screenplay. Wow! The Sherman Brothers, the famous Disney composers, did the music for it. It's like kind of like a weird, like sort of super group collaboration. Yeah, the traveling Wilburys of animated films over here. Yeah, and that then there was like, an NES game too, which Heather's talked about. Yeah, I, I wish I would have known about that. I also didn't have uh, the NES, but I would have like. I, there's something about this movie because it came out uh, like the year before I was born, so it must have been on like Christ, uh, uh, like a, a home video release of something else. I was like, and here's another mm-hmm. movie you can watch right. something. And me being like, well, I need to watch whatever. I've never seen this. I've seen all these other tapes. Let's let's rent. Can we rent Little Nemo and watching it that way? I'm realizing going going back to your initial question, Heather, that that honestly, probably the first anime I saw, well, a truth, the first anime I saw would would have been Speed Racer. But not realizing it was anime, you know, watching the English dub of that and and being played on American TV. And also, like, as a kid, just, like, thinking, like, that looks weird or that looks different just because it was stylized in a way different than Western animation and having that response. But liking it. Yeah, I I was not um, exposed to anime on television. Like, there was no point that I... I mean, unless you count like the opening of Ninja Turtles or the opening of Thundercats, Mm. which are both like anime productions, I think. Uh, Yeah, no, I my my first jump in was a full blown anime parody film, which I didn't know. I just thought that was what anime was. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Everybody in this school has a robot. What a. What a wild way of telling a story. And instead it was a joke <laughs> on other anime having these tropes. Um, but it's like yeah. like your first I, science fiction film was Spaceballs. <laughs> like- <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. I was fortunate enough when Princess Mononoke came out in movie theaters to have been an anime fan long enough to go see it in the theater. And there was a big cardboard cutout uh-huh. of the 
uh, Roger Ebert article where he expressed that it was like a different kind of storytelling than uh, Western storytelling. And looking back on that, I'm like, that was, it was just regular hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the first time I saw anime in a movie theater and it was like, holy shit, this is, this is changing my life right here. This is incredible. Yeah, Heather, I also uh, saw Princess Mononoke in theaters. I have a, a Princess Mononoke Japanese poster on my wall, uh, as you can see on my camera. And the it it was I I'm I'm, guess, I'm realizing it was the same thing for me. It was like the yeah, this was the first time I saw that in in a cinema, uh, and uh, which I which uh, got to repeat with Spirited Away, which got a much wider release. Disney really like pushed that one. Um, but uh, Princess Mononoke also had like the like a like a a celebrity English dub, which became the new way to like present these sort of big budget anime. It was just like or or, or theatrical. At least that was Disney's approach. They were like, "We'll we'll get these. We'll get Billy Crudup uh, to be the lead in this. You know, we'll 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 staff this with a bunch of celebrities." So I I, I had fondness for the dub until I watched the subtitled version and was like, "Oh, this is cool." And I guess I'm curious, like like, are you an absolutist when it comes to subtitles? titles well i did dubs. i did see princess mononoke dubbed because i think that was the only way it was theatrically yes. released um yes. and the first time i saw kiki's delivery service same thing i saw the dub with uh kirsten dunst and phil hartman rest yes. in peace R.I.P. uh but um other than that from the beginning uh was a subtitle person um, because right. I was also super into Hong Kong cinema back then in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, a lot of those films were not dubbed. They were just subtitled. So I, I feel like I, I leaned on that experience a lot when first getting into anime and it, I don't know if it's well known that the VHS tapes of subtitled versions of anime were $10 more expensive than the dubbed versions. So if you wanted to watch Evangelion or Cowboy Bebop or any of those on VHS and you wanted the subtitled version, you had to pay more money, which that's fucked. Yeah. Like, because I know that that money's not going to those actors. Like there's, I, I'm, I'm right. with you, Nick. I don't think that the, the, that extra coin was like, oh, we've got to pay the Japanese voice actors guild. No. Um. So, or maybe I'm wrong and, and people will reach out over Twitter and tell me with swear words. <laughs> um, which is fine. I don't mind it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a militant subtitle person. And when I watched Star Wars Visions, changed my default language to Japanese and then watched it with um, English closed captioning because that was the only way to watch it the way, I mean, like the timing, the pace, the jokes, right. mm-hmm. the action, it lands in different ways when a character is not saying like, now watch this as I use all of my power. Like, like, yeah. like it's like not a natural <laughs> cadence to things. Uh, whereas, you know, in a, in a subtitled version, you watch it's, it's the right pace. It makes sense. Is the I, I'm uh, the only you know I I'm I'm pretty much with you like I like to watch with subtitles uh, although I think Miyazaki himself had a quote that was like he's fine with with dubbing because all anime is dubbed uh, all animation is dubbed like that's just that like is, the nature of it 
That guy is so grim. He's oh, he's a like, fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> One of the most negative people on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this incredible film about kids discovering a, a giant panda in the woods. And then let's interview the creator. I think humanity is going to end. And I think that this <laughs> film is about the darkness and, and the I- incompatibility between people. Oh, hi, uh, do you think you'll make more? I wish I wouldn't. It, it the, the format is a net negative on human being. It's a mistake. Yes. Anime is a mistake. <laughs> it's like if Werner Herzog uh, created Rescue Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which I know is your your favorite of all time, and yes. which is new to me and new to Matt. Uh, and uh, it's what we're starting with. And why is that our, going to be our entry point for this particular show, in your in your opinion? Well, look, uh, I think if you want, and you know what, I'm just, there's going to be so many fucking people who make fun of me for this shit. I don't care. I don't, I'm, I'm an adult. It shouldn't matter. (laughs) I should be fine. I think that there, there's tons of anime that is, uh, art artistic, like it, it, that, that validates the, uh, format, not the genre. Anime is not a genre. It's a format. Uh, that uh, that elevate the format to the level of artistic expression, uh, introspection, like art, right? Um, but I think that Eva splits the line between here's a thing that is marketable and recognizable, and it's about big robots and kids, and like it 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 takes all of these tropes that were present in anime previous to Evangelion and smashes it up against an attempt to elevate the medium and the storytelling in anime. And it does it so abruptly and it does it so completely that it's 2021. And there were, when, when Eva came out on Netflix, there were tons and tons of fucking new articles written about it. Like it, it, it is a, it is a, a piece of work that the more you watch it, the more it gives. Um, I watched it with Mary um, because also I watch Eva every year mm-hmm. once through. Um, and I watched it with Mary and she was like, oh my God, this is incredible. This is crazy. And then a year later, I was like, hey, I'm going to watch Eva again. Do you want to watch it with me? And she was like, sure. And she sat on the couch for the first two episodes and was like, whoa, this is different when you know what it's about. Like mm. it is, it is, wow. it is, it gives so much more when you're familiar with it. Whereas the first time you watch it, it's off-putting and, 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 and fast and hard to digest. It's like a punk album, uh, you know, in a world full of rock and roll, you're like, whoa, this is aggressive and it's moving quicker than I expected. And the language is different and the pacing is different. Um, so that's why I would recommend also, cause I just, I can't fucking wait. I mean, like, <laughs> I, you, you're either, it's either going to end up, you'll either be at the end, you'll be like, well, I'm not your friend anymore. And we're going <laughs> to stop doing this show. Cause this is, was a horrible experience or we'll have this common touchstone of a thing that matters so much to me that I still have from the nineties, my end of Evangelion mm-hmm. poster up in my office. You might wow. call it a touchstone. I'd call it a baseline. Don't. 
Hey, you know what else about Evangelion? It's got some fan service. <laughs> hey, so since we're coming off of Pokemon, I want discussing all things Pokemon. We thought this was a natural entry point here for the pod. We're going to talk about the Pokemon anime, specifically Pokemon the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, which released originally in 1998 and wa- and then really in Japan, released in North America in 1999. And I'd never seen this movie in its entirety before. Wow. I uh, I, I saw it in the theater. And I, I'm assuming Apodaca did too. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Uh, I got the cards. I, I'm pretty sure. I I've, I like I, I know for sure I saw it once. I can't remember if I saw it more than one time. Because I remember having multiples of the cards. Like getting wow. a bunch. But I also, in my, in, I'm like, oh, I had brothers. Like, so we all got a card when we went. Um, so, you mm. know, it's possible that I just absorbed uh, their, co- like, their part of the collection at some point. Right. Uh, you had but, cards and you were like, brother, my <laughs> brother. We, yeah, that was, it was crazy. Cause like when we were in the theater, everyone uh-huh. in uh, the theater who was a brother linked arms and started singing it along together. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What a it was kind of, yeah, it was awesome. Our eyes like rolled back. It was like, yeah, we are all activated by the brother song. <laughs> and everybody who's brother. not a brother sat there in shame. Yeah. That would have been me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we booed them for hours afterwards. Uh, no, I but- saw this. I saw this movie as a as a young person, but too old to be there by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Does that track? Like I like I I was, you know, I wasn't like a an old woman or anything, but like yeah. I was not. I was the oldest person in my screening for sure who wasn't a parent. Yeah. What if and you were like, older then than you are now? I am <laughs> older. I am was older in 1999 than I am now. Uh, but it also was at a time when, so like you couldn't really you couldn't really tell people in the 90s I'm in anime. Mm-hmm. You know, like no. it wouldn't have made any fucking sense. So me being like, guys, is, does anybody want to come see Pokemon? The and like my group of, you know, teenage female friends being mm-hmm. like, the fuck, no, <laughs> fucking stop talking to us. Like what? Yeah. Wh- whatever yeah. it was that they oh, said. So they, they you, <laughs> these were your friends. The mean girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, so I went by myself, n- not unlike I did to Sonic the movie. Mm-hmm. Part one, uh, and sat and with kids, and nothing was more joyful than oh, like yeah. the fucking you know, Pikachu shows up on screen and the whole room cheered like Star Wars. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was their Star Wars or the Beatles or the Beatles. <laughs> Is that George Harrison, mate? That's me, George. Oh, Beatles fans talk like the Beatles. <laughs> so the, yeah, I I did not see this in theaters, but this would have been the same year as The Phantom Menace, speaking of Star oh, Wars. Oh, yeah, so, wow. Yeah, it would have been that, that same sort of rapturous reception, but for a different, you know, a, a different movie. At the time, a, a bigger IP has been surpassed by Pokemon globally. I, I What I will say is I had a memory as, as I was watching this of around this time I went to 
because I would have been in college by then. That's how fucking old I am. Uh, and I I remember wi- that that around the same time I went to see Spike and Mike's twi- Sick and Twisted Festival of Animation. Either of you either of you remember that used to be yes. like this traveling yes. show that had a bunch of like short cartoon shorts back before the back before the internet. And it would be just like, uh, or before internet video was omnipresent, and it so it'd be like, like, oh wow, you can see a cartoon character take a shit and jack off, like this is edgy, and like, yeah, you were the only person in line. <laughs> I was always there. I hope they show the jack off one. <laughs> anyway, that, so uh, we were watching these these sick and twisted. Uh, I was at the sick and twisted festival of animation, and the first thing they show, like the cold open of it, is a live action piece that is two dudes in the desert. Um, and there's a bunch of Pokemon, uh, like stuffed Pokemon on a firing range. Oh, and no. these guys just open up with like high powered assault rifles. They're just shoot. They're just blasting away Pokemon. And the crowd is like, yeah, we love this. Cause that, that, that era would have been like Pokemon is kitty shit. Yeah. And like what and you were saying, that. what we were saying earlier, earlier, Heather of like, yeah, there were, there were maybe anime fans on the fringes, but it was hardly a thing. It was, people were still saying Japanimation, you know, it wasn't like this, mm-hmm. this as widely known in the zeitgeist as it is these days. And so even thinking of Pokemon as an anime, it wasn't thought that way. It was thought of like, this is a kid's cartoon for that stupid kid's trend. And I, so I wouldn't have seen this movie, even as, as, as open-minded as a, as a, of an adult as I was towards animation, it just like, it would not have occurred to me. That's something that I was thinking about revisiting it because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like just thinking about how anime movies are typically released now, like they're not like sort of widely released. Like uh, as far as I know, like I know they have them like through like fathom events or something like, oh, come sure. see this movie, this Dragon Ball Z movie in a limited engagement uh, at this movie theater or something. But that is uh, that is depends. true and yeah. false. There uh-huh. have been some minor they're, they're never released like Marvel movies. And I don't mean to be like, actually, yeah. but actually, uh, th- like, I think that the um, most recent My Hero Academia movies, the Demon Slayer movies, like there okay, are. Yeah. Sort Jujutsu of like Kaisen, a, it felt like yeah, had a big release. Yeah, they're not huge, but they're not mm-hmm. minor releases either. Yeah. There are there is still stuff like Bell. Like I saw that Bell was in the a, theater, yeah. That was a minor release, but uh but the 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 sort of like Shonen Jump style, big, loud, wide, popular anime are are getting they're getting some some marketing and they're getting some like they were on billboards here in LA. I don't know. I don't know sure. if they were on billboards elsewhere. Yeah. That must be and like just me not uh, having ingested much of the genre. <laughs> so I, I just like tune it out. Like it's not on my radar at all. I'm like, Oh, this is, well, I've never even heard of this. It's, it's still, but it's still marketed as a, yeah. like, it's not like you're seeing, yeah. you know, the trailers before a, a, a major studio release necessarily. It's yeah. like, you kind yeah. of have to be in the know of, of these are coming out. The exception is the, you know, the, the Miyazaki canon yes. does, it does feel like since spirited away, those have all gotten pretty decent sized releases. <laughs> right. Um, right up yeah. until the wind rises when they were like, right. Ooh, Aye. this one's got like, ah. a, like a complicated sort of relationship <laughs> with Japan in world war two and the, yeah. the nature of creativity we uh maybe pull back on this yeah or maybe let's let's do what they did with the poke with pokemon the first movie and rewrite it extensively for english release (laughs) (laughs) completely change its message for an american audience so so you so i watched this in theaters as as a young person and, and 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 watched it then and then i watched about half of it about or maybe like 45 minutes of it 
in English. And I was like, fuck, I wonder what it's like to watch this with the original subtitles and the original and looked up an article on how, how different it was. And it turns out, and I forwarded you guys this article, yeah. it was extensively rewritten. Yes. And it restructured, rescored, new needle drops put in, new jokes. Some of those jokes, courtesy of Team Rocket, are excellent fucking jokes. And I'll, I'll take them Very any day jokes. of the week. Uh, but I, so I found a torrent of the original version and watched that instead from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the main difference is Mewtwo's motivation and also the structure of what he wants to do as well as what Mew wants to do. And it is, I I mean, I can understand why if you were watching this as a Warner Brothers exec in the 90s, you'd be like, this fucking cat person is talking about the nature of existence for like 20 solid minutes at the beginning of this film. (laughs) And at one point says, I took a screenshot and and sent it to you guys. At one point says to nobody, I resent everything that led to my birth. And this is like part of- (laughs) Most relatable shit I've ever heard. (laughs) So- he was he was turned into more of a like his pathos was like dialed down and his villainy was dialed up and he was turned into just like a guy who wanted to like overthrow the world as opposed to a person a, a cat pokemon thing whatever the fuck he is who was like hey um so the natural order has been upended with the creation of artificial life and i think that uh Pokemon and human beings should be subservient to clones because we are the first intelligently designed anything. And that's sort of like where all of the conflict comes from in the, in the American release. I think that was released reduced to just like Pokemon shouldn't listen to people. Let's all fight. Yes. Yes. It's it's I have this article at, 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 that you that you sent and I can just read a little context. This is basically exactly what you said. But uh, but from this, the sources, Den of Geek, uh, the people at Warner also gave us some hassle over the script. Ma, Masakazu wrote Masakazu is the uh, Kubo Masakazu is the Pokemon movies producer. According to them, the Japanese original does not distinguish clearly enough between the good guys and the bad. Such a movie would not be successful in a multi-ethnic country like the United States, they insisted, <laughs> because the viewers would not know who to identify with and who to cheer on. And in other words, heroes and villains needed to be identified clearly. Uh, to this end, the Pokemon movie was extensively rewritten to cast Mewtwo as a more generic villain who wants to take over the planet. The original opening, a prologue originally intended to introduce Mewtwo's backstory in the TV series, but added to the Japanese film when the series was put on hiatus, was also dropped from the U.S. theatrical cut, uh, possibly so the story could get to franchise heroes Ash and Pikachu more swiftly, even in the dubbed version, uh, which I, which is which is what I watched. And hey, I'm a subs over dubbed guy, but you know, the, the, I, I this, this is one where I felt like the dubbed version was what everyone remembered from their childhood, so I was okay mm-hmm. watching it. Uh, but the but even in that version, it's still like a good 10 minutes before we get to Ash and Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, like we're still, we still have a lot of time. So the, the thought that there was an additional prologue and that people would have been <laughs> sitting in the theater for like 30 full minutes, like just watching <laughs> the, this tortured genetic experiment, like yeah. deal with this a, an existential crisis. I hate uh, life it's, and it's being very alive. Funny me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me being like eight or nine years old in the theater, like being like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is this sad? But also, there would have been so so many edgy eight or nine year olds who were like, "I hate that too." 
Yeah. A hundred percent. That's, that's yeah. what I ate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm you too. Me just crying. Like, why is he so sad? <laughs> uh, I remember seeing this yet in the theater uh, and my mom took us and we were just hyped as shit, of course, because like it was any, anything new Pokemon was awesome. Um, and I remember, I, I distinctly remember my mom being like very upset while we were watching right. the movie <laughs> and she's only made us ever leave a movie theater once ever. Uh, and she learned never to do it again because we had like the biggest, or I have two brothers. I have, well, I have three brothers, but I had two brothers at that time and we all lost our minds when we left the movie theater to see Good Burger. She could not sit through Good Burger for another second. That's so funny. That and that's she was like, movie. we're getting the fuck out of here. She's like, no, I'm done. That it wasn't she, like a movie with like, a, like, oh, this has this has an adult theme or something. It's just like, no. I just don't like this. We she just could leave. not take it for another second. And it wasn't it wasn't in her mind. It wasn't worth staying there longer than it was for us to be having like the biggest tantrum of our lives. <laughs> uh, and so I know she wanted to leave during Pokemon because the thing yeah. that comes on before uh, the movie actually starts is a 20 minute long, basically silent Pikachu adventure where there's no yes. English in it and it's just all Pokemon speech. Uh, Pikachu's vacation. This yeah. is a, yeah, this is a little short that that screen beforehand. Not in the if you just rent this from you know I rented this from the iTunes store. Yeah, uh, and and it, it it's not included. Uh, so so I, I watched this on Vimeo via a link you you found Matt. Yeah, and yeah, Pikachu's vacation is I don't know man. It's kind of trippy. It was kind of intense, right? It's, it it's is a little bit really out there. It's a little, but it does have those little transitions that are kind of like you know, it's it's just a, it it, it it's just a, a a bunch of Pokemon just like like dancing across the frame with like kind yeah. of like a psychedelic background. But behind they're like them. static though too, so like they're not moving. But the back, it's almost yeah. like you're on a dark ride at Disneyland, but you're watching a video. Right, it, it feels you're watching like a brief screensaver of like you know yeah. like a bunch of mankeys just like yeah. you know. A, just just it's still in space while an animated background goes behind them. And that's just transitioning between two semi-related vignettes involving Pokemon yes. and his friends. And I know that or Pikachu that's and like, his friends, rather. Uh my mom, uh my mom really wanted to leave <laughs> like during that. I know it because she was like, if this is gonna be the rest of this, I can't take it. But then when people yeah. started talking, she got she got on board. And the thing is, my mom does like some Pokemon because they're cute. Like they, they, they're she, cute. There's some easy ones to get uh, to get on board with. Mm. But she was like, I, I I don't know about this, guys. We gotta get out of here. But but luckily stuck it out and I got to see this cinematic Marvel in the theaters. Can I can I say just as a, a tip of my own hat here? Yeah. Please. That I've been doing Ash as muscle memory, I think, since the 90s. And so this was the first time I'd heard his voice again uh, since si for, for many, many years. And I was shocked at how good my my sound alike is. Heather, it's really too. it's it's wait a minute. On. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. Yeah, that's been you. <laughs> Come on, guys. I never drop kayfabe. I'll never do it. <laughs> We're still idiots behind the paywall. Yeah. Deal with it. Like I was, while I was watching, I was just doing the lines back at the screen. Cause I was like, oh. Hey Pikachu, let's go fight that guy. And I was like, that, that's pretty, that's pretty much the same sound. It's yes. It's an iconic voice. Like it's like, it's, it really it's, is. it's very, very, it's like on the level of like, 
like Bart Simpson sort of, or like any of the Simpsons really, they all have such distinct voices that you're like, oh yeah, like this is good. Like this is like, I don't know, it really sticks out versus like, hey, right. Brock hey, is like, Brock could be anybody. No disrespect. Bart, Bart Simpson and I are friends. We 69. <laughs> Children. <laughs> We've seen Bart's dick. Yeah. We've seen Bart's dick. We've seen Bart's dick. In the Simpsons movie. Was hoping for that with uh, from Ash in this movie, but didn't deliver. No hot. But that's just uh, a convention. Yeah, that's just a convention of of big screen adaptation. You have to TV look shows. at the the manga to see Ash's hog. Uh, uh, I'm not joking. Uh, <laughs> that sounded like a joke, and it's not. Um, but I this this yeah this movie. Can I? Okay. Yeah. It so again. I watched the Japanese version. So it's a little bit more palatable because like the big orchestral score is there. Like the battle theme is the battle theme from the game, but symphonic, you know, like was like, yay. Okay, great. Um, Movie was not as bad as I was expecting. Mm, Interesting. (laughs) I was, I was, I was like, you know, I'm not like in, I won't watch this again, again, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not terrible. Yeah. And I was entertained from moment to moment moving forward, mostly because of Team Rocket, which holy fuck, they are great. And <laughs> yeah, Meowth great. is great. I think he's called Nyanth, which is the same. Nyanth oh, yeah. is like yeah. Meow. Yeah. So it's Nyanth. Uh, also, shocked at how close the Ash voice in Japanese is to the Ash voice in English. Like it's, wow, they awesome. both have that, that, that sort of sound. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, Oh, Ash is named Satoshi, which I knew a long time ago and didn't really like, it never really occurred to me again. Mm-hmm. And the creator of Bitcoin is Satoshi. And I was like, is that a fucking Pokemon reference? Hmm. Like, did some nerd make Bitcoin and name it app and name himself, his pseudonym after Pokemon? I Could mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how common of a name Satoshi is. I also, I, Satoshi is a, is a first name, not a surname. Satoshi Nakamoto, I always heard is Nakamoto was the surname, I assume. Oh, I, but yeah, I I'd always assumed it too. Satoshi yeah. is the first name. Like, that's Ash. what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't call anybody who uh, invented Bitcoin a nerd. They're obviously a giga Chad. <laughs> 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 um, the, I mean, that's fascinating. That's yeah, that is really interesting. I the so I rewatching the English one. I had you know I had seen the um, uh, they did like a a, a CG remake of it, uh, and they don't touch on all the points. Uh, some of the stuff is left off in the remake. Um, but I remember watching that and being like, "This is art." You know, this is all right. It was kind of fun to see again. Uh, but seeing this version again, I was like, "Oh, like," and then, you know, obviously ours has been. Uh, I guess changed so the uh, dumb American audience can it, could ingest it. Sure. Um, there was like multi-ethnic. a very, multi-ethnic. multi-ethnic, multi-ethnic. Yes. Thank you, uh, multi-ethnic um, <laughs> audience in America can enjoy it. Um, and I was saying to Nick before we started recording, there was like I don't know exactly when it happened in the in the movie, but there was like a definite point where I was enjoying myself, and then suddenly I was like, "Wait a minute, this is the most insane movie I've ever seen." <laughs> like it, <laughs> uh, it was definitely somewhere towards the end because, like, I mean, 
the basic plot is not different enough from like a regular episode of the show. It's a little more, mm. there's more stakes, I guess, right? Because Mewtwo is set on world domination. He's teamed up with Giovanni, who you don't really see again afterward. Um, like Giovanni, the uh, leader right. of Team Rocket and um, uh, the Viridian City gym leader uh, in, in, the, in the game. Um, and he, he sort of like helps Mewtwo uh, like control and learn his powers with like a mecha suit, basically, uh, and then after that is just gone. Like is just like, hey, let me just help you out with this real quick. So then you you sort of understand that then like the rest of the movie is Giovanni's fault because um, he I don't I don't think he appears again. Right, he's not in the end no. being like no. Well, I in think the- you two overpowers him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is right. That yeah. He makes this escape. Yes. In the Japanese version, he's he's like. Uh, Giovanni puts him in the armor and he learns how to, he learns his powers and he's like, so what am I supposed to use them for? And he's like, well, you're a Pokemon. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to do what we tell you. And, you're and he's like, to me. Yeah. And he's like, no, I, I'm trying to figure out why I exist. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. Mary Shelley's Pokemon. <laughs> uh, but then like, <clears throat> I mean, because then it's always, it's just in the middle of Ash's quest, he gets this invitation. Oh, I, let me just circle back once. I'm just real excited to talk about this point. There was a point in the movie, like I remember seeing the movie in the theater. They show new Pokemon in this thing that haven't been in the games and hadn't been in the cartoon yet. I remember being a kid being like, who the fuck is this? This is awesome. A new Pokemon? Like, I'd never seen that before. Um, And so, like, the idea that the world of Pokemon was expanding beyond what I had already known of the 151 uh, was very, very exciting. Um, Do you remember any specifically which Pokemon? I remember... um, like what's the uh, I think his name is Don uh Don Fan, that like rolling Pokemon in the beginning okay. where um he has like the tusks. I remember mm-hmm. never seeing him before and being like, Who the who is this? Yeah. Um and then obviously there was a couple there was a couple in the short too, like um Meryl, I hadn't I don't think I had seen yet, hadn't made its anime debut is, yet. Is Growlithe Growlithe, is he in the one fifty one? He's in the original group, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh and is a real good boy. He's really yeah, he's good. He's a good boy. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um but there, I remember those two specifically being like, wow, how interesting. A new one. Because I remember yeah. uh, when they introduced Togepi in the anime, um, he's not in the game. So I was like, Who, did they just make this guy for the show? And obviously, he's like in the plans for uh, gold and silver and stuff. Uh, but it was just interesting how we were getting a taste of new guys. I yeah. I one of the before we move past that first scene one mm-hmm. of the best changes from between the original and the jap or the japanese release and the american release mm-hmm. is they replaced <laughs> squirtle's attack he like blows a bunch of bubbles at the other yeah. pokemon and they yeah. made them fancy CG bubbles in the american release yeah but they're hand drawn in the original i was like who why would you budget that yeah like yes. what right. difference does that make come on Loved I bet it. you it was cooler in the in the Japanese one too. No, it was identical. It was effectively <laughs> identical. <laughs> it, this this was I mean like like era wise though, and it, th- this is like in the in the waning days of of two D cell animation getting mm-hmm. big theatrical releases, right? And it's right. just it's this is before American Studios. This was this was the age of Shrek and the age of of Toy Story one and two, and this is you know. I think Monsters Inc. was a year away. This is when like CG was starting to dominate 
the uh, the 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 animated side, the the family side of cinema. And so, yeah, there was probably some push internally. Uh, from the studio to be like, we got to get some CG in there. That's what's that's what's what's selling tickets. I don't yeah. know. We got to see it, those it, creaky it doors feel, in CG. It does feel a little incongruous. It doesn't like sit in well unless it's with a with the you know with the 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 the, the hand drawn stuff. Yeah, but um, it, it's it's a uh, boy. What I, I I my assessment was, and I, I told the two of you that I watched this on the train. Uh, I was I was I was going up to the Central Coast for a wedding here in California, and I was I on thought the train. for sure you were saying I I was going up to each person on the train, holding up my laptop and saying, "What do you think of this? Look what, <laughs> Look I'm, what watching. I'm watching <laughs> for a podcast." <laughs> I'm Nick. <laughs> Are we friends now? Yeah, I can't find my wife. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I watched this on the train. And on an iPad, and I honestly think that was that it was like the perfect level of entertainment for that scenario. Like uh-huh. it's 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 like this is it's not great cinema, no. but I I found it like ju- like just charming enough and uh, just enough Pokemon fan service and just the thinnest of plots that but I was not just enough like this fan is fan service. No, not enough fan service. Uh, but <laughs> but it was just it was just fine to, to like I was like this is this is fun. This is a fun children's movie, and I get why people like this when it came out. The thing that, I, yeah. Wait, I, wait, before go for we, it. I told you guys this, but I want to tell the audience this, that yeah. uh, the needle drop in the first battle is, you know, the the main series theme song, I want to be the very best, et cetera, et cetera, that's been playing in front of our podcast for the last month. Yeah. The Japanese is a totally different needle drop. I don't know if it is the intro to their show. I haven't ever mm. watched the original Japanese Pokemon but the lyrics, <laughs> the oh, lyrics yeah. in the in the uh, Japanese version, it's like I'm gonna find, I'm gonna catch every Pokemon there is, uh, every Pokemon everywhere, fire, wind, thunder, air. I'll even check under girls' skirts. <laughs> <laughs> there might be Pokemon there. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, a wild Weiger appeared. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the um, in but the in in the one that we watched in the in the U.S. version, um, uh, in the Western version, there the the theme song kicks in. But it's like barely different than the. It would have been so much better to, to me to have just like the one from the TV show in it, yeah. like in it, because like yeah. it's not different enough. It would be exciting to see that in a movie theater. Like, wow, I'm watching this in a movie theater. Um, it's but, more cover version than remix, and it made me think yeah. there was some sort of rights issue where they were just oh, like, well, well, we have we have to pay this guy again if we use his version. So let's yeah. just record a new one with that different. I mean, who who fucking knows? I'm yeah. sure everyone's. We didn't contract it for a movie, um, right? But the but yeah, after that, it's like, yeah, Ash gets uh, a letter from a Dragonite, which was very, very mm. fun. Uh, and uh, with his little his, his little messenger bag. So cute. Um, and he's being summoned to a mysterious island and uh, there's like no way to get there. Uh, the uh, it's like raining and the, the water is uh, going crazy. And all these Pokemon trainers are like, fuck you <laughs> to, the, to the police officer, uh, <laughs> Officer Jenny, telling them, like, you can't go. It's too dangerous. And they're all like, fuck that noise. I'm getting out there. And everybody just goes. Uh, and then Team Rocket shows up and they're dressed as Vikings to try to yes. lure Ash and the gang onto their boat. And that sequence is really funny to me. Her, her voice was- 
Uh, what are, what are their two names? Jesse and James. Jesse is the yeah. girl, and James is the boy. Je- Jesse's voice is like, perhaps you would like to get on boat, little boy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's really really funny. Yeah, and then uh, Meowth is um, like the the front of the boat, like the mermaid the that figurehead. Would be, yeah, the yeah. figurehead it's, of the boat. It's it's a that sequence because yeah yes there the the island is there's there's a massive storm that's being caused by Mewtwo. And uh, we learn is being caused by Mewtwo. Yeah. And the other trainers are like, fuck this. I'm going to I'll get on my water Pokemon or I'll get on my, you know, flying po- flying type Pokemon and I'll just get to the island myself. Uh, and, uh, you know, Brock, Misty and Ash don't have a way to 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 get there. Or they're they're going to try to maybe maybe commandeer Squirtle. Uh, but then, yes, they, the Team Rocket shows up as Vikings. Meowth strapped to the front of the Viking boat as the figurehead. And the three heroes just like are just like sure let's get on board and it's it's a it's a moment in the movie where everyone involved in this interaction is out of their mind <laughs> like, <laughs> you thought this ruse would work where okay we're gonna hey we're gonna be we'll pretend to be vikings who can ably uh, in in contemporary times we're gonna pretend to be vikings yes. who can ably uh, pilot a vessel to a viking boat <laughs> to an island across a storm we we have a Pokemon, so we're not going to dress him up as a Viking. We'll make him be the figure out of the boat, and then it works. Then like three idiots are like, "Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, sure, yeah. I'll do this." It's wow, like, the Vikings are back. Let's get in their boat. <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't have enough logic to even be like a sketch, like a like you know no. what I mean? complete <laughs> nonsense. It's great uh, though. It's really really funny. It's so funny. It just doesn't. It, <laughs> It just like doesn't work. it doesn't make sense, but it, no. but I love it. I love it. And I then loved it too. There's a joke in here though that just like it blowed it blew my mind watching it this time because Ash goes uh, like because I guess Ash and or Misty and Brock sort of unpacked the logic a little bit. They're like, I didn't know Vikings were still around. And then Ash right. goes, I think they all live in Minnesota, like a reference to the football <laughs> team. And I was like, so wait a minute, the continental United States of America exists within the world of the Canada region right and the nfl yeah and the nfl yeah yeah sure uh, and i was like great so they wouldn't even so pokemon are real that's not the name of the team like it wouldn't be like the minnesota machamps or something right uh, it'd be like no, no still vikings still vikings we still honor our uh, <laughs> our heritage um but that they they you know obviously it doesn't go great they all figure out that it's team rocket on the boat and then they like crash and then it's a whole thing and then they they get to the island there's so many times in the movie where ash runs into team rocket and is like i don't i don't have time for you guys right now (laughs) runs past them (laughs) (laughs) get away running gag (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you're you're here but we can't deal with this because there are they are you guys looking around (laughs) (laughs) this this shit's crazy right (laughs) um uh, and there's get, also I've, yeah. breaking down the movie this way makes me realize that there's only like three moments in this film. Yes. Yes. Like there's, there's, uh, there's like, hey, you've been summoned to an island. Mm-hmm. We got to get to the island. Yes. And then we're on the island and and Mewtwo's going to kill everybody. And that's yes. the whole thing. Like yes. there's no like. Be po- there's nothing else. <laughs> no, it's no, it's really three, just there. three set pieces, and that's it. And the and and you they're on that island for a long time. Yeah, yeah, for like yeah. The, the final like fifty minutes of the film, basically, it doesn't escalate from the island. It's no. not like no. Oh, we battled here, and Mewtwo's like 
be gone. I'm going to the regular place and I'm going to destroy the city. Nothing else happens. Yes. They just yeah. go to the island and they face it there and that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, the world learns nothing of this event. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is, it is. You know, the runtime is um, seventy minutes. Like it's not very long. <laughs> There's not a whole lot to it. Um, that's why they had to add a twenty-minute long short of uh, Pokemon noises. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, they get there and they're like, "Hey, this place is kind of weird, right? What's going on?" And Mewtwo's like, "Sup?" Uh, and then like tells them that they're all fucked. Um, and then then they, they they at some point they learn that uh he's cloning pokemon like he's, he's cloning pokemon yeah yeah N- nurse joy is there nurse joy has been missing nurse joy has been brainwashed yes. by mewtwo and mewtwo is like controlling her as as uh, as a humanoid voice and also yeah there there's the whole thing was like everyone has been invited to battle the the best pokemon trainer the world's yes. best pokemon trainer who ends up being mewtwo and then there's an element of a pokemon can't be a pokemon trainer like they're like some of the human yeah. trainers like mad about that. Yes, but yes, he has clo- the clones exist. Mewtwo is cloning all the all the Pokemon and it and, and like evolving them, right? Like not like ev- evolving their next evolution, but like making improving them. They're like better versions. Yeah, of genetically modifying them. Genetically yeah. modified. Yeah, clones are stronger than regular Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? <laughs> I hate being alive. <laughs> I reg- I regret thought itself. <laughs> uh, but then there's like, like they're figuring out like uh, like Team Rocket is is in the lab somewhere and is like, what are all these things in test tubes going? And then something pulls yes. on Meowth's um, like fur and then it instantly clones uh, Meowth. Like there's like nothing nothing happens and then there's a new Meowth basically, um, and they're like. Like none, none of the none of the people are happy about any of this. So they're like, okay, right. well, we'll try to fight you. Ash takes a swing at Mewtwo at one point, like tries to punch Mewtwo himself because uh, he doesn't want Pokemon to fight against this thing. Um, and it's the most worthless thing anyone has ever done. It is it is psychotic that he tried to punch Mewtwo. <laughs> it is he saw everything that's happening up until that point. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking punch this thing. And Mewtwo's if you, like, if you no, won't not. listen to Pokemon, maybe you listen to these two fists. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't get in trouble for using clips from the movie in the podcast. <laughs> it, it's, uh, I mean, like the the whole the whole sequence with all the Pokemon being cloned, like it, you know, it, like because the other trainers are there, they have their own their own Pokemon, and those are all you know being. Uh, you know, like uh, like a Wigglytuff is a, a Blastoise. You know, a bunch of them are being are are, are having a, a a twin version of themselves. It feels like Pikachu is the one who is going to escape this fate, but then he also gets cloned. Yeah, but and he's really scared. We gotta yeah. go back. We gotta go back real quick. Great Please. joke present in both the English and Japanese versions is when the when Meowth gets grabbed to be cloned. The data comes up on a screen and it's all staticky. And Team Rocket goes, "Who's that Pokemon?" That's right. Yeah, right. It's Meowth. Yes. <laughs> also like from present, the interstitial yeah, from the yeah. cartoon. Also Very present good. in the in the Japanese version. Um, if that happened now, I would love to see that clip with like the audio from like uh, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> just being like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pikachu Pikachu looks like he's going to get away from this cloning mechanism and has 
the most desperate fight. Uh, Mewtwo takes all of these wicked Pokeballs. Yes. And he's capturing Pokemon so he can clone them. And Pikachu is running up an endless staircase Mm -hmm. trying to get away. And Pikachu uh, electro thundershocking each of these balls increasingly exhausted and desperately so that it's the first, there's like three moments in this film where you're like, ah, fuck. I really feel something here. Yeah. And for me, Pikachu running upstairs, terrified going, Pikachu (laughs) over and over again. And and Ash desperately screaming, please don't hurt him. Like, I'm like, Oh my God. Oh no, no. <laughs> it is really, is there's something really sad about seeing Pikachu's face anything but determined? Yeah. Like it, 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 <laughs> it's, it's horrifying because at the end of the day, he's just a little baby. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's the thing I was noticing too about like, I mean, this sort of was like a thing on the show. They, I guess they never really comment on this, but like Ash doesn't really evolve his Pokemon. Like all of his Pokemon are basically starter level, except uh, a, a select few like Charizard. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know what he thought he was going to try to do with a freaking Squirtle and Bulbasaur at this tournament. You got to level up, buddy. You got to grind. What are you doing? Yeah, there's evolved <laughs> versions of the Pokemon that he has. Yeah. Like, wh- like that other trainers have. Like, another trainer just has a Venusaur. Yeah. You know? So, it's, it's yeah, it's 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 interesting that he likes to to, to keep things in their original iteration. Uh, the, the, so, we have this, uh, we, we talked about how nothing really happens in this movie, or, or, or at least very few things happen. Uh, one of the things that happens is that, you know, there's the, there, all these clones go for oh, a big yes. showdown at, 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 at Mewtwo's behest. We didn't mention also Mew shows up at a certain point. Yeah. Mew's kind of just been kind of in the background, just kind of making some yeah. mischief. It's like when, and, uh, uh, it's like in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, when uh, Andrew Garfield shows up, they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're just sort of seeing you're say, sort of seeing Mew, uh, uh, like 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 a, as a presence, and then eventually we know that Mew is going to be you know involved in this somehow in a more concrete way. But but so so uh, we, we, uh, another moment that kind of makes you feel things is there's this big battle, and they're all fighting each other, and Ash. It's stepping ahead a little bit here, but Ash uh, gets petrified. He gets turned to stone. Yes, that's wait, right. Wait, wait, that comes that comes after. You feel something when Pikachu is slapping Pikachu. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's also yeah. It's like a. It's like a. a, There's the three moments. It's like a hardcore wrestling match. Pikachu (laughs) desperately running up the stairs, screaming Pikachu. Mm -hmm. Two, Pikachu fighting his clone, but he won't. He won't raise his hands. He won't do it. And the other Pikachu starts crying, and he's just he's like keeps slapping him in the face, and they're just going Pika. Pika. Yes. It's awful. And they realize they yeah. don't want to fight. They yeah. don't want to fight. They're all fighting. And then he gets petrified. And then he gets petrified and everyone's uh everyone's upset. Here's the thing. Is the is because we ultimately end up at a point where Mewtwo realizes, and I'm not sure how much of this is in the Japanese version. <clears throat> but in the American version, it's very much like, you know, like, hey, this is this is wrong. They shouldn't be fighting each other. There's a big song, the brother my brother song, uh, which we'll maybe play a little bit of that 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 plays while while this moment is being had, where they're just all realizing that what are we fighting for, basically. But isn't that like kind of a refutation of the premise of 
all things Pokemon, if we're just saying like Pokemon should not fight, like, isn't that just like, well, yeah, like that's, we're saying, we're just saying this whole thing is depraved. Yeah. That we're making Pokemon fight at the behest of a, of a Pokemaster and, and a Pokemon trainer, uh, who's, who's aspiring to be a Pokemon master. It, 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 it's like, it's. Like, 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 like the whole, if, if it's wrong for you two to do, why is it not wrong for any trainer to do? It is, it is sort of like, okay, well then what are we doing here? Like, right. you, you make this big point. Yeah. And then it's, it's bad. There's a difference. So I don't know if this is in, in the Jap, cause this was beyond where I watched in the English version. So in the Japanese version, Mewtwo is like, they're like, reg, like, Natural born Pokemon are better than clones. And Mewtwo's like, clones will always be more powerful. And it's like, well, then let's have them fight. And one of the one of the trainers is maybe it's Ash is like, uh, uh, if if they fight using their moves, then clones will always be more powerful. So they need to fight hand to hand. No moves. Yes. And and Mewtwo's like, you're on. And so this this realization isn't it, it's more like Pokemon should use moves mm, like when okay. you watch them just be violent with each other and like put hands on each other. Yeah, it's horrible but when <laughs> right. they're using their moves. It's OK. Yeah. I like to see the bubbles. I like to see the vibe. Yeah. I don't want to see Pikachu make a curled fist. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Fill up like, a sock with some fucking batteries. There's, there's also a part where Meowth is talking to Meowth, and I, I don't know if this is in the original, where he, he's like showing him his claws and he's like, these look like they hurt. And yeah. the other Meowth, by the way, Meowth, the first Pokemon not to throw fists. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the Meowth, villain. The, the villain's like, what are we? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing? What are we doing? He has a, and he then, has a quote here. Let me see if I can find exactly what he says. And then the other Meowth in the Japanese version looks up at the sky and is like, boy, it looks like a beautiful moon tonight. And Meowth goes, huh, you're like a little philosopher, aren't you? And I'm like, did any of this make it to the <laughs> That is not in our version at all. That <laughs> The Meowth does have the realization that he they shouldn't be fighting. And then the clone Meowth is a regular Meowth and does not speak. Like it, oh, <laughs> it doesn't speak, but it does. It's like, it does its Meowth sound like Meow, uh, Meowth, uh, Meowth, Maybe he does say Meowth, something that I don't remember what he says. Yeah. And then he's yeah. like, the moon, huh? And he looks up and he's like, you're right. It is going to be beautiful tonight. You're like a little philosopher. <laughs> I like that he's uh, from New York City. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Here, here's some of the quotes for, for the Meowth quotes in the sequence from the, the dub. Uh, Meowth, maybe if we started looking at what's the same instead of looking at what's different. Well, who knows? And then he's got this more poetic version. We do have a lot in common. The same earth, the same air, the same sky. Maybe if we started looking at what's the same instead of what's different. Well done, Meowth. Yeah. And then that's sort of around the time when this little ditty kicks in. Yeah. This is this sequence is just mournful orchestral score in the Japanese version. This song I definitely rocks. 
It's really good. I definitely lost, listened to it a couple times after <laughs> watching the movie. <laughs> Whoa, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's just so oh, crazy yeah. in a movie for children. Yes. <laughs> this is like a four-minute song. Plays its in its entirety. Yeah. While you're seeing like a Charizard, like strangle another Charizard. <laughs> in the in the original, it's so much more grim because it's the same action, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. just orchestral, like Hans Zimmer style, like mournful strings. Man, while the Pokemon attack each other, this is also the same. Uh, in the same like breath, uh, the original Mewtwo fight on the island is all church organs in the in the opening. God, that sounds so fucking awesome. awesome. It's fucking really awesome. Cool, that, man, I, uh, ugh. Like, I don't think our version's bad, but the ending, I would wonder how the endings differ because basically Mew and Mewtwo uh, come to an understanding. Like, is like, oh, this is, what I'm doing is bad um, and I don't like what I've done now. This Mewtwo, full of regrets. And, uh, then basically stops everything. Uh, well, also, all the Pokemon start to cry because Ash is frozen solid. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, he's petrified. Their tears. Pikachu's desperately trying to shock him back to life. Yes. Yes. Third feel moment of the movie. <laughs> Pikachu! Yeah, he's trying to revive him. Yeah. Over and he's over petrified. again. petrified. <laughs> Can't bring him back. Liter- All the Pokemon start sobbing. <laughs> yes. L- literally petrified. Li- I mean, meaning turned to stone. Yes. And, <laughs> and Medusa yeah, style. the Medusa style. And yeah, the, the, the tears of the Pokemon uh, return him to human form. And uh, so mo- the whole sequence so moves Pewtwo, uh, so moves Mewtwo, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he's just like, ah, fuck. I-. It, it, it's very funny to have an ending where. The villain just like, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's even funnier than that because yeah. it's not only that, it's then you'll none of you will ever remember this, and then what like basically right. resets time. <laughs> yes. And puts them back at the dock for the uh, the tournament, and nobody knows why they're there. <laughs> or how they got there, or what's going yeah. on. Uh, truly, like, we're like a worthless. Basically, the <laughs> movie is communicating to you: you just wasted ninety minutes of your life because this didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, then then you know, the, and that's basically like that's it, right? Yeah, like, that's basically where we get out of it. In the in the Japanese version, it's it's more like life is life. And all forms of life are worth living mm-hmm. is like the realization that happens. Like, because the conflict is whether clones or regular Pokemon should exist. Mm-hmm. And so like the, the, the idea that arrives from you two is, Oh, life is life. And right. go, go be free and fly away clones. Yeah. And they fly away. But and that's it. There's no what, nothing. What they get up to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, uh, but but yeah. What a. I just remember. I I feel like at that point in the movie, that probably set my mom over the edge for sure. <laughs> so this didn't happen. <laughs> it, it, it's I I don't know. It's it's 
Heather, you talked about it on on our text thread that the quality of animation for like, hey, here's a big budget or, or could be a big budget. Like this is a hit, you know, a hit anime and we're doing a theatrical release. Sometimes they really up the budget of these kinds of things. It doesn't really it still kind of looks like TV animation. Yeah, it's it's slightly better. Yeah. You know, but and, it, and, yeah. and if you watch the more recent because I've seen clips on YouTube or like on Twitter of like people being like, holy shit, Ash got a gym badge finally, yeah. you know, it was going around a while ago. And the animation in that clip, which is on television, 10 times better than the animation in this movie, because just production value has increased across sure. the board. Yes. So this looks worse than modern television Pokemon anime. Man. It, I remember, I just remember being a kid and being like, I can't believe I'm going to go see this thing that I see every Saturday morning in a movie theater. Like, that yeah, was an yeah. exciting uh, prospect to me. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that was allowed. Um, and, uh, and seeing it now, seeing it, God, 20-something years later. 23 years 23 later. 23 years later. Jesus. Wow. Uh, it has I been more years... It. Since Pokemon was has was released, then you were old at the time of its release than any of us were, right? Whoa, yeah, right. I'm gonna freaking throw up. You weren't Nick. Yeah, you weren't 23, yeah. were you? No, no, I wasn't. No, I would have been 19 when that just turned 19 with this game. Good yeah. lord. Yeah, yeah, man. We well, Passage it was of time. It's really something. It comes for us all. And I I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed myself. I, I, I had a nice time watching it. Uh, it did make me like a little nostalgic. Because like occasionally I'll throw on the um, the Pokemon anime, like the original run of episodes mm. that I remember watching as a kid, just like as like a wind down thing. Because I, I don't sure. know if I like still enjoy them, but it's just like nostalgic. I'm like, oh, like this is so fun. So mm. cool to see this animation. Something that I used to really think about when I was a kid, it was like, I wish they moved like this in the games. Because, like, mm. like, they do, they do like, moves and stuff. And, like, Squirtle, yes. like, jumps around up, yeah. like, in his battle. Like, he's, like, doing flips and stuff. And I'm like, man, I wish they did, they sort of had a way to show that in yeah. uh, the games. And they still really don't. <laughs> they kind of stand there and <laughs> uh, just kind of do an attack. But, like, everybody, every uh, every Pokemon, even across types, can have, like, similar looking attacks too. Uh, whereas like in the anime, they're like, we'll just draw this looking him doing something. And like, he'll just do that. And like, that's an attack. And like, you don't really know what, you know, the move is called or whatever, like bubble beam or something. Uh, but like in the, it, it only has this, like you see them, I guess my point being, they, you see them do different stuff all the time in the anime. And I always thought that was exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'll say watching this is not someone with with a, with a lot of nostalgia for the Pokemon, you know, the in its original run, the Pokemon anime slash, you know, the cartoon that was on and and uh, kids TV. Being a little too old for that, I, I did like think this movie was was perfectly fine, and I was like, this completely accomplishes what you were saying, Matt. Like, you know, thinking thinking of of uh, for me, I think of like the Care Bearer movie. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Masters of the Universe, which was a live action movie, but it was like, oh, that's He Man on the big screen. That was the sort of feeling I had in like the the you know the the late eighties, early nineties, and so 
yeah, one hundred percent. Just in the in that same sort of ballpark of like this is this is hey, this is just fine. If you have nostalgia for this thing or some familiarity with this property, I think you'll have a good time watching Pokemon the first movie. It has sixteen uh, percent on the tomato meter on Rotten Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> well, this that's also because I think if you were if you were just like a film critic watching this in yes. nineteen ninety nine, this is just completely inscrutable. You yeah, know, you like could. what the fuck is going on here? I have no idea. They're giving you minimal context. It's not like. Sometimes it's like, oh, the X-Files movie, if anything, you know, the the first one kind of explained things a little too much for people who didn't weren't familiar with the TV show. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll do that. Not the case with this. They're just they're just sort of like jump in. Here you go. You're you're not getting any you're, the, these these Pokemon all just say their name except for Meowth, who speaks in full sentences with a uh, with a, a an accent for some reason. Yes. And you're not getting any any context for why any of this is happening. And also, like, yeah, who are these children in the field, and what are they doing here? Like, it just right. like the yeah. Ash Brock. What are their jobs? Just, like alone, no, no adults, no uh, school. They just hang out, <laughs> and they'll just go across an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a wild wild movie! What a what a I great want, time. Hold, before we before we move on, I want to see if Roger Ebert reviewed this. I'm going to oh. guess this was a one star Ebert if he reviewed it. Feels right. like a one star. I used to love watching uh, Ebert, two stars. Ebert and Roper. Two stars. Wow. Two okay. stars. Here, do, should I read some? Here please, we go. Please. There are times here on the movie beat when I feel like I'm playing in over my head. This is one of those times. <laughs> my assignment is to review Pokemon, the first movie. I've done research. I have even played a Pokemon card game with a six-year-old Pokemon trainer named Emil. The rules of the game seem to bear a suspicious resemblance to war. At the end of the game, Emil had all 52 cards. I do not know if this is because of his mastery as a trainer or because he stacked the deck. I do know we were not playing a real Pokemon game. Emil was pulling a fast one. (laughs) Right, because that's not how you play Pokemon at all. No, 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 no. Uh, Let's see. Um... Here's the movie, the plot. A scientist has found a way to genetically clone one of the Pokemons, parenthesis, Pokemon, named Mew. (laughs) His invention is named Mewtwo. Mewtwo then clones other Pokemons on his own. Sort of a revolt of the Pokey. Each Pokemon has a different Hmm. kind of power. The hero, Ash Ketchum, so-called because he wants to catch them all and have a complete set of Pokemons, Ventures with his friends to the villain's island where he battle where battles take place between lots of different kinds of Pokemons, parentheses, Pokemi, and their clones. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a funny like relic of of the past because I mean I if there's no, I guess there's just more information about what Pokemon is now, right? But this was still so new yeah. that he was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> right. <laughs> the final paragraph. I can't recommend the film or work up much enthusiasm for it because there's no level at which it enriches a young viewer by encouraging thinking or observation. It's just a sound and light show linked to the marketing push for Pokemon in general. But I may have completely bypassed the point and misinterpreted crucial Pokemon lore. This may disqualify me from ever being a Pokemon trainer. I guess I can live with that. That's a fun review. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's I, I I mean, hey, I was an Ebert fan. I know he's, he was often critical of video games, but inarguably a champion of anime. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and part of what introduced me to to anime, you know, back when it was more of a, a of a niche thing here. Uh, in fact, I, I just I just uh, searched real quick and there's here's an essay written for that same year. October 7th, 1999, Japanese Animation Unleashes the Mind by Roger Ebert. Uh, if you've ever wandered through a video store, you've come upon shelves of animated films from Japan. Anime is the Japanese word. Who rents these films? Someone must. Heather Ann Campbell. Because even the smallest <laughs> stores have a big selection. But anime rarely surfaces on the big screen in the United States, and only a few titles like Akira and Ghost in the Shell have found bookings in Chicago. When U.S. moviegoers think of animation, they have tunnel vision. They want a Disney movie or something that looks like Disney. And then he just goes on to talk about, you know, uh, films like Princess Mononoke, which was about to open at the time, about to get a theatrical release, Grave of the Fireflies, Kiki's Delivery Service, touches on a, both, uh, a, a bunch of these movies uh, only yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 hey, man, he he definitely was a guy who helped popularize uh, that the this genre that we're discussing in this version of the podcast in, in the States. Roger Ebert was a weeb. He yep. was a weeb. He was. <laughs> <laughs> I was fun. I like talking about this movie with the two of you. Yeah, I, I thought that was fun. I what hope people like listening to it. What a hoot. So, hey, that was our episode zero, if you will, of Get Animated. This episode dropped on a Monday, the same day as, as Get Played. But uh, moving forward, new episodes will release every Wednesday, starting this Wednesday, uh, as we start to talk about a series near and dear to your heart, Heather. I mean... It is where my heart was. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion as our first get animated. We watch, you watch. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking through the whole uh, the the whole series, and we're going to be doing it two episodes two episodes of the anime per episode of the podcast. Yes. So we're going to go through it and then we'll eventually get to the movies. So that'll be for the, the, the first few episodes of content of uh, first good, good chunk of content, first mm -hmm. few months of content. And then for anyone, Hey, maybe you're, I don't know, honestly, how you would hear this without subscribing to the Patreon. Yes. But if for whatever reason you are hearing this and not on the Patreon, but you are on Stitcher premium, these episodes will be on Stitcher premium one month after they release on uh, on the Patreon. So that's another way you can get this. However you want to listen, we don't really care, but you can subscribe on the Patreon or 30 days le later on Stitcher Premium, you can listen to these uh, Get Animated episodes there. So there you go. Every Wednesday, Neon Genesis Evangelion, up first. You guys got animated. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude.